Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Too Tall Stuck Thompson with me as always. Mr. Borderwall himself, Nathaniel Paul Thurston. That's your number one policy proposal, isn't it? That is day one. He wants walls on top of walls. I do. The wall. My only problem with Trump's walls, it wasn't tall enough. You want to? You want like a uh, the Babylon Tower of walls, I, I all want, the way up to heaven. I want the the Great Wall of China. I want a little. I want little rivers with alligators and crap in them. That's all a moat. This is a, a moat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now there's to be a draw, a little bridge that comes down to let people across. And of course. Yeah. Stuff. Whatever. This is a joke, by the way. I don't really like <laughs> walls. So uh, anyway, just, just around your house. Yeah. But you got that fence fixed, which is finally very important. Yeah. Obviously to keep, keep all the raccoons out. What? No, we let those things in there. It's too fun. We got to <laughs> see them. We've been feeding them marshmallows. We made an extra Are you waffle. Serious? Yeah, it's hilarious. You sent me that video. I thought you were upset about no the raccoon going up the bird. Was it the bird? No, finger? we leave the front door open and every we leave. Also, just when the- did you start watching birds? I, I'm getting old, Charlie. I'm getting old. <laughs> can see the grays yeah. coming in. <laughs> I turned a million here in a couple in a couple weeks, so of course I'm bird watching. Did you get any binoculars for that? <laughs> <laughs> They're right up against my window. I don't need to. I got to wear my glasses though, <laughs> so I can see what kind of bird it is. You know, oh, I got to see that. Hey, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning and bird watching every single day of the week, whenever we want to. So. If you are so inclined, please smash that subscribe or follow button so you get a brand new episode. Nate has a birthday coming up in eight days. Is it in eight days? Yeah. It is. Eight days now. Wow. I I forgot to ask you. So we're a week away from your birthday, Mm -hmm. and you'll be turning 34. F. Yeah. So. Turns out when you hit 33, you start bird watching. So I, I guess I don't want to turn 33. You kids, you, you think you're not going to do it. But when you get close to 34, that's when you start <laughs> bird watching. So make sure you smash that subscribe button so you can get our bird watching updates sent directly to your phone every single day of the week when we want to. Charlie's got a controversial opinion on something he wants to talk to you guys about. <laughs> All my idea, yeah, too. Yeah, just your idea. Just came up. No, a lot of people this. are going to disagree with this, and I understand it, but we have to at least accept that this is a complicated issue, and maybe we have a stance that a lot of people don't like. I don't know. Yeah. And look, principles are principles. Mm-hmm. If you want to violate them, that's on you. You have to, <laughs> you have to sleep with that. You stick to your principles. Exactly. You know, we're, I'm sticking to mine. You're sticking to yours. And all right. This coming from uh, Yahoo Finance. Texas judges, uh, Texas judges ruling adds to growing weight against workers fighting COVID-19 vaccine mandates. A federal judge's dismissal on Saturday of a case brought by Texas hospital workers challenging a COVID-19 vaccination requirement could influence similar cases across the U.S. legal experts say. On Saturday, Texas federal judge Lynn Hughes becomes the first to weigh in on a line of cases across the country challenging prevailing legal thought that so long as private employers comply with medical and religious exceptions, they can fire employees who refuse COVID-19 vaccination. I mean, this guy probably came from California, mm. moved to Texas, and now he's a judge. Man, one of those darn transplants. The district judge dismissed the case, finding that under Texas law and federal law, the defendant, Houston Methodist Hospital, lawfully suspended 178 employees who refused vaccines. Outcomes in the remaining cases could resemble the Texas ruling, 
um, largely due to at-will employment laws adopted in most U.S. states, which is what we want, by the we way. We do. We want right-to-work, uh, right at-will employment, mm -hmm. things like that. Coupled with equality, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission guidance that companies can legally mandate vaccines for returning and new workers. Quote, under our free enterprise system, businesses are free to adopt virtually any rules or regulations or restrictions that they want, provided that they don't violate some sort of public policy and don't discriminate. So they can make any rules they want as long as they don't violate the arbitrary rules that we make. But, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll just say. Vaccine status as a protected trait. So hang on. I got signed out randomly. It's just in the middle of reading this. Signed out. Somebody signed by me Google. Out. And so let they're me trying to stop the next article that we're about that to sign read in button um, vaccine status as a protected trait. While other courts might uphold employer vaccine requirements, those requirements would be difficult to enforce in states that have already or in the future bar employers from requiring proof of vaccination. To date, Montana has one of the most aggressive laws in the country protecting its citizens including workers against vaccine requirements under the law effective July one employers may not refuse employment or discriminate against unvaccinated people. So now unvaccinated people is protected class mm. quote Montana has essentially made vaccine status a protected trait and you can't make any decisions based on someone's vaccine status in the same way you can't make decisions based on someone's race or gender. Now, I do think protecting medical information is kind of important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, we do have you know HIPAA laws and things like that. But but here's the thing, folks: it, it's a business, right? It's their business, and you have to mitigate risk in your business. That's that's the whole job. The whole job of a business is to make profit. And you make profit so you can have employees, and you can provide value to people. You can make and sell stuff, right? Or you can make, provide and sell services. Two things yeah. that businesses are, are around for. Now, if, they, if the business feels in one way or the other that they can't either produce or provide services in, a, in an efficient manner without having people that are vaccinated against certain diseases that could cause their company irreparable harm, then they most certainly can mandate those, especially, especially in right-to-work states, which we, we would hope all states are right-to-work states. Um, because it's their business. Because if they if they decide to close shop, then you don't have a job there anyway. I, I to me that's the simp the most easiest, simplest concept of businesses basically being able to do almost whatever they want. Yeah. Which is if they just close down, then you don't you just don't have a job. So how in the world can you have any rights to to that? to that business forcing them to, to provide you with a job under certain conditions. The only thing that's effective is essentially a contract saying, I will work for you for certain conditions and certain pay essentially. And other than that, like it's their, it's their business. Yeah. I, We've are now I want to make sure that in this conversation, we understand the difference between thinking that companies should do this or liking that they do this and thinking that they have the right to do this because those are two very, very different things. So while I might think that they have the right to do this, I might not like that they're doing it. Right. I don't, I don't agree that they're doing it. I haven't been vaccinated yet. Okay. So I don't, I don't like that they're doing it, but do I think they have the right to do it? Yeah. Because we talked so many oh, times. Did you not get the memo? I, I didn't. 
I'll, I'm, I'll sue your ass, man. I'll tell you what, we ain't in Texas no more. No, but um, no, we I mean, talk- I got my first shot, so I, I figured might as well mandate it now. I, I feel like we talked a lot <laughs> about the fact that, that I, I think that a company should be able to fire an employee for any reason that they want to. The employee doesn't have a right to the job. You don't have a right to work at that business at all, okay? Just like what Charlie was saying. What if the company closes their doors tomorrow? Can you sue them for closing their door for for closing up shop? Yeah. Can you sue them because you had a right to work at that place? No. It's their business, it's their property. They can require whatever they want. Now we might disagree with that. We might not like it. Maybe the vaccine is only uh, emergency use authorization and it's not fully FDA approved. I don't really care about the status of either one of those things because I don't like the FDA anyway. So I feel like a lot of people try or to the CDC. Yeah, I feel like a, people try to come up with things. We'll use the government processes that we don't like. That we don't even like the processes uh, as of a couple of years ago. We don't even care about these processes. The FDA, like, who cares? It was approved. People should be able to take it or not take it, whatever. But whenever we can use it for our advantage, we'll say, "Well, it's not really approved by the FDA." Or we'll say, you know, I'm just going to, I'll just say some things that we're getting in the group. I know that we're going to have disagreements. So this is fun to me. I like this. But like, well, would this go against the ADA? And we don't even, we don't normally support those things anyway. So I can't use those things to make my argument. Maybe you can make a legal case for it. And that can be the legal argument for it, that this is an emergency use authorization vaccine, or this could go against Americans with Disabilities Act because you have some type of, uh, you have some type of condition where you can't get the vaccine or something like that. So you're being discriminated against, which they're going to allow for those exceptions, by the way, that that's, that's going to happen. But I don't like those things anyway. I think a company should be able to fire anyone for whatever reason. You don't, you don't like the face they just made while they were walking through your building. You don't like what kind of car they drive. Is that a stupid reason to fire someone? Yeah, sure. Should you be able to do it? Yeah, absolutely. You should be able to. Mm -hmm. It's not, no one else has a right to your property. And I don't have a right to go to someone else's property and tell them that they have to force me to work. They have to be forced to allow me to work there. When can I go to someone else's place and say, I can force you to allow me to work here for any reason ever? When can I ever do that? Maybe you can do that under some of the US laws, but as a libertarian minded person, I don't think that you should be able to do that. So, well, cause you make an important distinction there. It comes down to property rights. It's not about tools. It's not about, um, the, the employer, the, the employer doesn't have to prove anything. Um, that if, if an employer thinks that there's a risk to the job, then they can make a decision based off of that. It's their, it's their house yeah. that they built with their own hands. It's their property. And they can decide at any time that they can allow anyone in or anyone or, or kick anyone out and, and just, okay. Just like the get, uh, bake the cake situation with the, with the Colorado couple, right? The, the bakers who didn't want to bake a cake for the gay people. Now I disagree on the moral stance that I think they should bake the cake regardless. I, I disagree with that on a moral stance and a Christian stance. You should bake the cake with love and show people regardless of whether you agree with their life decisions or not, you still love them. That would be the right answer. However, no one can force them to, do, to make a cake, even though that's what they do. Mm. They make cakes every day for all kinds of people. And 
No one should be able to force them to do that. It's the, that principle of property rights, because that's where that is derived from, holds up on anything else we talk about, whether that literally a company could make you do 10 jumping jacks, five push-ups, run around in a circle, sit down, stand up, sit down, drink a cup of coffee. Like literally, they can literally make you do whatever they want before you start your work. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, like, oh, you can't come in before seven o'clock. Well, why not? I want to come in and work. It's like, nope, <laughs> I'm not paying you until seven o'clock. And due to my insurance, due to my binding contract with insurance, then I can't have you on the floor till seven. So the, you're not allowed to come in until seven. The point and is like, you can literally make any rules you want to. The point is overall, regardless of what arguments we use to support or not support, it comes down to a simple question to me, which is can an employer fire an employee for whatever reason they want? And my answer on that is always yes. It is always yes. There is never a time where I say an employer should not be able to fire an employee. This can't be the only time with this one specific thing. And again, okay, here, Joe makes another point here. Can't hire gay people because they may have AIDS. As much as I would disagree morally with a business not hiring a gay person, because I think you should, the business has every right not to. Yeah. Like, People see discrimination as a bad thing, and it is morally. Discrimination is a bad thing morally, but when it comes to property rights, there is a very specific distinction that just because something is immoral doesn't mean that it's not your right to do it. As long as it, you're not as long as you're not harming that person, you're not taking any type or of taking any of their stuff liberty away from someone, in which case you don't have the right to work at someone else's business. So you're not taking a liberty away from someone else by not allowing them to work at your business. I just don't, I don't believe that you are. If I no longer want Nate at my house because I don't like the way Lacey looked at me, his wife looked at me <clears throat> one day, like, yeah, I just, you're not allowed over anymore. Cause I don't, it's, your, your wife looked at me in, in a way I don't like to be looked at. Yeah. No one makes me bleed my own blood inside. <laughs> okay. If this were the she case, I me, already wouldn't be able to work here. I'll tell you that. She gave me a scowl yeah. and I, I was really upset by it. And now whatever dumb reason it would be like, or like, like that is, it doesn't matter. It's my house. I can, I could not like the fact that Nate's had a beard now for so many years and now, you know, and I'm just over his beard and he won't shave. It's almost, you won't shave for work. It's almost the beard now, isn't and it? And I'm super pissed about it. Yeah. It, whatever dumb reason, it doesn't matter. This is my house, right? My so, business, this is their business. Whatever rules that they want to implement is completely applicable when it comes to property rights and that there's no getting around it. None. I, I don't think there is either. Like I said, I have one question. Can a business fire someone for any reason that they want? Yes. Okay. Well, that includes this. That's it. That do I like it? No, not really. Although I will say, uh, you know, we had a story I don't think we talked about, but there was a story about, uh, Certain uh, one of the states, it was like fifty percent of the people working at uh, the um, nursing homes hadn't been vaccinated yet. And honestly, I would prefer, like, if I was going to send my grandmother to a nursing home, I would prefer that the people that were working there were vaccinated. But of course, I would, you know, she would be vaccinated also, so she should be protected from it. But why shouldn't the nursing home be able to require that their workers get vaccinated when there's a a disease going around that kills a bunch of old people. Like I, I, I do think they should be able to require that. I, I don't really see, like 
I, I don't see the legal problem with it. I, I, in certain cases, I don't see the moral problem with it, especially when you're working in healthcare with people who are, uh, it, where it's very dangerous for them to come in contact with this kind of thing. Yeah. So I think there are cases where this makes total sense. Um, I, I just, uh, hey, I knew we'd have some disagreements on that. And that's fun. We should find some more stuff where yeah. people disagree with us. I like that. Also, yeah, Joe brings up another point. He says, this is this a case about hospital funded, regulated, and administered by government. Now, if it was a completely government agency, then I would, I would agree with all of you. Because it, like schools, for instance. We are all funded people, and regulated by the government. Yeah. Every day. All a lot of, of people make the argument that you know, vaccines have to be required for school, which by the way, they are at almost all public schools. And the thing about it is like you pay for those with your tax dollars and the government shouldn't be a, a, allowed to force you to do that because, but it's not a place of employment. You're like, you're forced to go to that specific public school. Now you have the choice to homeschool or private school, and then you don't have to vaccinate your kids. But I don't think that public entities that you pay for should be allowed to force you because that's not the same as property rights. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the government owns the building, but the government owns the building with your money. These types of things, like these are private. Uh, it's a private hospital. In fact, I think all these lawsuits against are against private hospitals. Most people don't want to go to Metro hospitals. Jesus Christ, if it's anything like the Nashville Metro Hospital that's owned by the government. I'm sure most of them are. so disgusting. I, I don't even know how they pass their own rules that they make up. Their numbers uh, are god awful. Oh, yeah. It is so bad. <laughs> so bad. I think, they're, I think they're down to like only 30 beds or something like that. Used to be. Uh, uh, like the only hospital here back in I think the fifties. Yeah. Or 50s now that you don't have there. to pay to go to the other hospitals either, who cares? <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> it's so, so we might as well it's go to so the... bad. Okay. And they're the ones who have taken over the rape te- uh, rape kit testing. Oh, way. really? So that kind of oh. gives you a hint. Put them the good use, I guess. There. That's you have to get a contract, by the way, for the state to do that. Oh. So they win that contract. But anyway, it, it's it comes down to property rights. Do you own yourself or do you not? And if you own yourself, do you own the decisions? That generate the from the fruits of your labor, your the business that you the business create, exactly the risk that you take on right yeah and because, that, the government takes care of some of that risk for hospitals obviously we know that but like I said we're all we're we all live under government regulations all the time and we all take actions that are determined by government regulations every single day so do we all lose our property rights is that is that something that that happens because because we drive on public roads and we went to public schools and all of that, and, and we, uh, we live under the government's regulations, so now we don't have any property rights anymore? I, I don't think that that's going to work either. Like I said, it, it's still just it's the one argument. A business can fire people for whatever you want. I, I can't well, come up okay. with anything for, for why they wouldn't be able to do that. And let's make a distinction here. I, I think um, uh, Vieter brings up a good point here. He says, the problem here is the incentives, though. Private companies can do whatever they want if it was a free... If it was a true free market. We don't have a true free market. So you can't, you also can't use the argument that just because they receive public funding means that they are associated in a public entity and therefore can't force things on that. Because then what you're doing is you're taking away um, the rights from, from, from private people um, just because it's unfair in certain other cases. That's much like the argument. That because Amazon receives tax breaks, that we should make them pay their fair share because it's not fair that everyone else has to pay taxes. When they figured out how to get out of jail, everyone else, we, need, we want everyone else to be out of jail too. Or that we should be able to control everything they do because they re- receive some tax breaks on things. You right. know, since they receive the tax breaks, we should be able to control what their business does. 
And uh, a lot of people would make that argument, but a hospital can't operate in a free, it's literally impossible for a hospital to operate in a free market. You can't have that business. And, and so if, if you could make that choice and there were hospitals that could make the choice to operate outside of the government money whatsoever, uh, then you could say, well, they're not operating in the free market, so they can't make their own decisions. But in this case, the government has completely taken over the market and made it impossible for them to exist without operating inside of the government healthcare market, which is what we have, by the way, a government healthcare market. And we've had for quite a long time. So anyhow. And no, you know, because libertarians are the only ones playing by the rules. The thing about it is, is you can't compromise your own principles. Otherwise, how are we any better? If we compromise our own principles because of something that we disagree with, like I disagree with this business forcing people to have vaccines. I think that is a stupid business move. I think it's, they're, they're, it's bad for their employees or whatever. You should allow people to have freedom. I disagree with that. But at the same time, the, the, if I deviate from my principles, how am I any better than anyone else who's the, corrupted in office? The idea would be that someone has to break the cycle at some time. So you, right. someone has to be the bigger person. And, I have and to if sleep you, at night. You get, in a, you, know, you get in a fight with someone or something. Eventually, someone's got to stop hitting the other person or you're just going to fight until you die. And when you're talking about what politicians do and what the government does and what different people and different political parties do, <clears throat> then yeah, eventually you got to be the bigger person and say, maybe you're going to take advantage of this. I don't know, but I'm going to at least be the person that tries to break the cycle just like Trump supporters saying, well, Obama did this, so it's fine for Trump to do this. And then, you know, if you're a Biden supporter, I've never met one, but if you're a Biden supporter, you're like, well, <laughs> Trump did this, so it's okay for us to do this. And then the cycle just goes on forever. So eventually someone has to come in and break the cycle and maybe it's not going to change anything, but at least you can lay your head on that pillow at night and say that you stuck to your principles. Maybe you guys have different, a different set or, or there's something that... Uh, Maybe, maybe there's something where we're wrong right here, and you can let Charlie know by sending him an email, charlie at goodmorningliberty.us, mm -hmm. and, and let him know. I check, I check my email, and I check it all. Last year, over 5 million citizens decided to join the Second Amendment family, and I want each and every one of them to pick up a holster from our friends at We the People Holsters. Starting at just $40, We the People Holsters are custom molded to fit your exact firearm for a quick, smooth draw. Just like my dirty country voice. <laughs> and by the way, your holster that you got, I mean, it's really nice. I've got a great holster. It just draws well, out real fast. I even tried it with my gym shorts on just to make sure that it was a good, quick, fast draw. And mm -hmm. let me tell you, I do. I really do love it. I've got one for my, my Glock 19. And it's, it's perfect. They have thousands of options to choose from, even if you got a Glock 19, Glock 27, whatever. Plus a selection of custom printed holsters, including a line with Real tree camouflage, in case you want to, you don't want the deer seeing it. You want to have an invisible holster. Those That's are right. important. While you're there, check out their complete line of patriotic shirts and new EDC tactical gun belt, which comes with their exclusive talon buckle. It's manufactured 100% in the United States. Great American, great A company. Mm, every holster and gun belt comes with a lifetime guarantee. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a full refund. That's a good guarantee. Lifetime. Woo! Let me tell you what, man. And don't forget to pick up some bags of their mouth-watering bacon jerky. That's right. You guys heard that correctly? They got freaking bacon jerky mm. over there. I need to get me some of that. That's full-on American. Show your support for this show right here 
Good Morning Liberty podcast and this great American company. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash GML right now and you can get an additional $10 off with the offer code GML10, which we will put all of this in the show notes for you guys. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash GML. That is wethepeopleholsters.com slash GML. All right, on to some, some other stuff with uh, business rights, property rights, stuff like that. This antitrust bill that the Democrats are working on, we talked a little bit about it, some of the ridiculous things in it. And now there's some more details coming out here. Politico had a nice article about it. They're doing this in five separate bills that they're going to be voting on. The Democrats are going after big tech. It'll affect almost everything you do online. So the House Democrats proposed antitrust overhaul pitches itself as a fight for a fairer internet, less riven by special dealing and conflicts of interest. When the government's running things, you don't have to worry about special dealing and conflicts of interest. You see, that's, that's how that works out. The bills aim to eliminate the self-preferencing the tech giants engage in by promoting their related products and reducing the discoverability of rivals. They, they have to stop this. Said, she, said Sally Hubbard of the Anti-Monopoly Group. See, when you make a website and you sell products and people go onto your website and they look up for products and you show them your products, that's a monopoly, man. That's a, that she's, she's part of the, uh, the Anti-Monopoly Group Open Markets Institute. Yeah. Great, Open. great name. Yeah, that's, that's, the way that you, uh, that's the way that you fix it is by getting the government involved, of course. And if the problems can't be resolved by non-discrimination rules or opening up the platforms, the Justice Department and Federal Trade Commission can sue to break them up, she said. But the big tech titans, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, a range of new restrictions would kick in. They can no longer buy up their potential rivals, as Google did this year by purchasing Fitbit, or discriminate against competitors who use their platforms, as critics have, have accused Apple and Amazon of doing. They would also need to make it easier for users or businesses to transfer their data to other platforms. So for Facebook, here's a couple. They have a, a few of the businesses listed here. This is what it would uh, directly change for these businesses. The non-discrimination bill would prohibit a company from giving its own products advantages that it doesn't make available to others. <laughs> you know, when you go into uh, McDonald's, they need to have a menu for Burger King up there. That's what you need to have. Yeah, you need to be able to order the Whopper. When they, when they order a Big Mac, what you first have to say is, are you sure you don't want to go to Burger King and get a Whopper? Because <laughs> they have burgers too. Right now, Whoppers know? are on sale. I don't want to just show you my products here up here on the menu board. I need you to know that there's other places <laughs> you can go to get products. Yeah. Okay? All right. For example, Facebook has made it easy to cross-post between its main site and its photo-sharing app, Instagram. It has also worked to integrate its messaging services on Instagram, Facebook Messenger, and WhatsApp. Under the House proposal, the company would need to offer those same tools to rival businesses so that users could cross-post videos or text to other social media services or send messages from Facebook to other chat platforms. So they're going to force them to integrate with other competitors for you to be able to use their services. They say you have to be able to cross-post with all the other things. Guys, there's already tons of businesses out. What's funny is the people making these laws probably have no idea that there are tons of businesses that allow you to post to every single platform that there is out there. But they're saying that Facebook has to allow you to post to other platforms. <laughs> it's, this is insanity. I'll just keep saying it. That's like the requiring that McDonald's carries Whoppers back there just in case you want one. Okay? The interoperability bill 
is a key change to the industry dynamic in which startups avoid competing with tech giants, instead seeking to be bought out by Google or Facebook. So they're going to stop startup companies from positioning themselves to be bought up by their bigger rivals and force them to compete with them and not allow them to be bought up by their rivals. That's the best thing for those companies. Yeah, force them to stay in business. That's the absolute best thing. <laughs> Don't allow the rivals to buy them, okay? That bill, along with the proposed merger uh, ban that would forbid the tech giants from buying up rivals, will help encourage investment in alternatives, he said. Yeah, that's going to get investment in alternatives when you know they can't be bought up by a competitor. They're going to be forced to compete with them until they go out of business. Right. That's what they're going to be forced to do, okay? You must compete with them until you go out of business. You cannot be open to being bought out by your competition. This is freaking insane. It frees up, here's a quote, it frees up innovators and people trying to make a better product or better service. Because they're not free to do that right now. That's, that's not. He said Falcon, who formerly, I mean, that's a cool name at least, who formerly worked as a House Democratic staffer focused on internet and telecom policy. If Congress can cut down on buyouts and promote switching and competition, it should create a very different market than what we have today. That's true. It will create a very different market than what we have today. It's, it's not better. No. Not better no, at all. He's accurate when it says very different. He, he is uh, very accurate on that. Perhaps even more important, the bill would forbid a tech giant from conditioning companies use or placement on its platform on whether they buy other services. That takes direct aim at how Amazon assigns vendors to its coveted buy box, the default add to cart feature that captures as much as 82% of sales. So what Amazon does, by the way, is you have to be available on Prime. You have to be able to do the two-day shipping to be able to be in what they call this buy box, which is why people go to Amazon, by the way, is so they can get two-day shipping on things. By the way, I don't feel like it's two days anymore. I feel like it's slipped to like three or four. I don't know if anyone else has noticed. They just call it prime shipping, and prime shipping is slowly slipping to like four days instead, but it's still still prime shipping. I'm still getting one or two days. My stuff's been slow lately. I don't know. Mm. So anyway, they're going to ban Amazon from requiring people to be available on Amazon Prime to be able to get in the prime locations on the website, even though that's why people go to Amazon anyway, because you got to you got to be able to stop that. So for Apple. The same provision in the non-discrimination bill would prevent Apple from continuing to require developers in its app store to use its in-app purchase system, which charges a 30% commission on digital goods or services. The store is the only place where iPhone and iPad users can download apps. <laughs> God bless America. I don't please. Even, I don't, I, please someone do I'm it. I'm having trouble finding the words to say. I know. I know. Because how do people even come up with this thought? Apple's contracts. Oh, here's another good thing that's going to be good for everyone. Their contracts with developers place limits on how they use customer data. For example, developers are prohibited from emailing iPhone users unless they separately obtain the user's email address. They are also forbidden from telling customers that cheaper prices are available elsewhere. So here's something they want to fix. When you download an app, they automatically want the company to be able to start sending you spam all the time. Because it's unfair for you to actually try to go out and get the person's email address for it. So, which, by the way, almost every app you get, you have to sign up for, and then you have to go confirm your email. Yeah, yeah. So that it's, oh. it's a, uh, it's, it's pretty insane. So, and then for Google, we talked a little bit about Google the other day. The biggest challenge for Google under legislation is how it would affect the company's search engine. Right now, Google gives its own services the greatest priority at the top of its own 
effing search results page. <laughs> Some of that was ad-libbed. It wasn't in the article, okay? The reason Google Maps and reviews appear first on searches for local businesses and YouTube tops those for the music or video. Oh, my God. Oh, the humanity. They should just return it in alphabetical order. I mean, that would be yeah. fair. You know? It's just Crap, I needed YouTube. Let's, uh, let's arbitrarily Search decide. Search result page 8,947. Yeah. yeah, well, you know that's why You know that's why people used to name their companies like number one Chinese food or whatever, because the yeah. special characters would be first in the phone book. And so you that's would, a good idea. So you would be first in the phone book. I, I, if you wanted to get a lot of plays as a musician... By the way, just name your band and your first song like Aardvark or something like that. You'll get a lot of plays, by the way. Usually you plug in your phone and the it first, the first song starts yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. Name your band and your song Aardvark. Okay, just do it. Okay, or AAA. Maybe it's just called AAA. Who knows? Beat out that band Aardvark. They don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft. Microsoft Office products seamlessly work with one another. From the Microsoft Outlook email client, for example, users can start a Microsoft Teams video conference with one click. The legislation might require Microsoft to allow one-click functionality with other Office productivity tools, like Slack or Zoom. What? Who would? What? What the Who actual f is this? It's insane. Like, can I just keep? Can I just keep strawmanning the same argument? Let's just take another business. Okay, and I know it's a little different because you're in a physical location, but still, you own a business and you sell a product. Let's say it's called McDonald's, Whack Arnold's is what it's called, okay? And you or sell use a, burgers. Use, use a grocery store or Walmart or something like yeah. that because that's easy because they have their own products plus they sell a bunch of others. That, and that article we read the other day said the same thing. Yeah. And I told you the story about we buy these little oranges. I don't know what they're actually called. Tangelos maybe called cuties. I don't know what the company's called that makes them, but Kroger has their own brand called Adorbs. They're adorable. Let me tell you what. Yeah. They're not cute. They're adorable. Okay? And they happen to list them in the store in alphabetical order. I'll just tell you that. Because <laughs> when you go to get the cuties, you got to reach past the, the Adorbs and their logos look pretty yeah. much the same. But hey, it's Kroger's freaking store. Okay? If they want to put their products in front of the other products that are just like it, then they need to be able to do that. That's pretty freaking obvious. Okay, all, and all these companies can decide. Like Apple's be like, okay, we no longer have the App Store. Yeah, just doesn't exist anymore. Then, where are you going to put your app, developers? You don't have where, a right to put your crap on people's phones. Okay, right. Where are you going to put your app for people to, to get? You can still you can still set up your apps to be downloadable. By the way, you just have to approve the app to be downloaded. I mean, that's how Uber's. When I was driving for Uber, you had to go to their website and download the app onto your phone. It wasn't even available on the App Store. Right. You just had to go allow it from an outside developer, and they would still allow it to be downloaded. Okay, but you know what? Yeah, even on even on Apple, it wasn't it wasn't available. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good one, Joe. Google so, is a human right. Google is a human right. <laughs> just like we talk a lot of Twitter so is, is a Amazon, human right. You know, Twitter, all these Facebook. things. Are, so here's what happens: search results. This is what I see as the problem. People on the left and right love to hate these big businesses that we just talked about. They like to hate them for some of the same reasons and this, some of them a lot of other different reasons. But you drum up so much hatred because someone bans someone from something. And then when you put forward legislation like this, then people on the right are like, wow, screw them. I don't care. Let the government tear them down. But this is a really bad precedent to set. This is a very anti 
entrepreneur, very anti-business, very anti-capitalist. The antitrust laws, I freaking hate them. I hate antitrust laws. This is why Ayn Rand is one of my favorite authors, because she's obviously very pro-business person, for sure. She was. Not anymore, but she used to be. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really like all the things that she has to say about antitrust. And uh, Thomas Sowell, of course, a lot of good stuff about antitrust laws and basic economics. And I, I recommend everyone check out all that stuff. But these are very, very anti. They're very anti the whole reason that you would do anything in business. They're anti new businesses coming up because you don't even have the fallback of your competition buying you out. In what world is it better to ban your competition from buying you out when you're a new business? Like you are forced to compete with them, which I know we want competition, but you should also be allowed to sell your freaking business to your competitor if they want to buy you out Mm -hmm. instead of competing with them until you go out of business someday. It doesn't make any sense. And if you have a business that sells things and people go to your business to look for things, then you should be able to show your crap to them first. It's insane. You make a higher profit, profit it's margin. It's completely insane. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Let's on to something lighthearted. Lighthearted. <laughs> okay. We got this John Stewart video. From, I kind of want a Whopper now. I'm surprised they aired this stuff. I haven't had a Whopper in a long time. I haven't been the Burger King in so long. It's been forever. I used to get those steak burgers, you know? They still have, have like those? A1 on them and onion straws and stuff like that. I love onion straws. Yeah. They were pretty good. We made Hello Fresh last night. It was this uh, pork Asian dish, and you topped it with crispy onion straws that they sent. And nice, it was so good. I made a, I made myself a pound of scallops, a whole pound, a whole pound of scallops. That's just what I ate. I just ate a whole pound of scallops. How about that? They were pretty good. I tell you what. Maybe it wasn't a pound. Maybe a little bit less than a pound. Yeah. Half a pound of scallops. Let's just say. By the time you cooked them. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Let's see what John Stewart had to say. I'm surprised this stuff even aired to tell you the truth i'm surprised they didn't cut it out it's very controversial things but it's pretty funny let's see here john oh my god i didn't set up the audio Audios. wait please wait one for station identification here on wgml was uh this last night john stewart on colbert last night uh not this is from um, june it might be the night before that okay maybe let's see yeah, it looks like uh, Joe's saying, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> so, and that's kind of. Hold on, was that? No, 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 no. <laughs> now, listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. I wouldn't for, do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, but what do you? What, 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 what do you mean by? Do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps was, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance. Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh I, my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease. <laughs> is the same name as the lab. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this, so wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no, I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab, wait. if you look at the name, look at the name, can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh. I work at the coronavirus lab 
in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and <laughs> then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, a, wait, okay. A, wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about wait this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. <laughs> that could be. All right. I'm not going to play any more of it. Um, Whatever happened to John I didn't hear Stewart. the end. I don't know how much further it is. Joe said... In the end, he says, coming up, insert you here or something. I didn't hear that part. I haven't listened that far into it. But, insert um, cut here. Yeah. <clears throat> they cut the show. Yeah. What, 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 did, did he get replaced by Seth, Meyer, Seth Myers or something John like that? John Stewart. He yeah. got replaced by Stephen Colbert on The Daily Show at first, and then Stephen Colbert moved up to, pretty sure that's what happened. Oh, okay. I think. I used to watch John Stewart. I thought it was a pretty funny show. And... uh so what's what's very interesting here is uh, how what was about a month ago this would have got oh, Trevor you, Noah that's right Trevor Noah about a month ago this would have got you banned from from YouTube mm-hmm. I mean literally you would have been like blacklisted for doing this now he's people are not very happy with him I'll say that they're not very happy at all for instance these could have been some dumb bleeps right here but here's some comments Stewart was being racist as f. Did you guys hear all the racism in there? So yeah, crazy racism is well, what was going on. Hershey, Pennsylvania, chocolate. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, it's anti-Asian to talk about the mm. potential that the virus leaked from a lab, and what, that's anti-Asian. That's yeah. Asian hate is actually what that mm. is. It doesn't oh, he's matter. Feeding the conspiracy, <laughs> just like UFOs and stuff. I mean, yeah. those people are crazy. It doesn't matter where the pathogen arises, does it? I don't recall pointing fingers at French airline workers, do you? And John Stewart didn't allow for any possibility accepting it being created by the lab. It's from effing Earth. It wouldn't matter because if there are people that are funding things that end up leaking from labs and killing millions of people, then maybe you want to not fund those things anymore. So that would matter determining yeah, we've where... we've made a lot of movies about that. It would matter determining where it came from. So you could help with your future decision making. John Stewart talking about a COVID lab leak hypothesis as if he became a crazy MAGA Republican. What WTF? Someone else said WTF. Another person said F. That was disappointing. Not just John Stewart's anti-Chinese rants. Did you hear him talking so anti-Chinese yeah. people that whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that Stephen Colbert was cool with it. What John Stewart just did was downright dangerous to all Asian Americans. Now, this is something that I think people on the left who lump people in the groups do. So they have to have people lumped in the groups and they have to associate some type of a trait or something happening with an entire group. So when you say that, okay, maybe someone who happened to be Asian, they didn't happen to be Asian, both their parents were Asian. So that's, that's pretty much what was going to happen. But someone who was Asian might have made this and then it leaked from their lab, whether it was on purpose or not. So therefore... This is going to create a negative thing about all Asians. To me, you have to be someone who only thinks about people in groups to actually think that that's going to be the case. They also said, John Stewart was one of my idols until tonight. He's giving credibility to the Wuhan lab leak conspiracy. 
and spreading dangerous lies. I just came from another upset fan right there. So, anyhow, I don't think that this is such a crazy conspiracy theory anymore. It's a, it's, I think it's being considered by many people in the media as a possibility, as something that maybe happened. Okay? That's what happens with conspiracy theories, by the way. Maybe sometimes they start off as conspiracy theories, and then eventually you're like, okay, well, this is possible. This could actually be possible. I don't know. What do you think, Charles? What are you reading about? I can see you reading. Yeah, I mean, so this is interesting. This is from, uh, it's recent, from June 8th of 2021 from the Wall Street Journal, by the way. It says the U.S. report found it plausible COVID-19 leaked from Wuhan lab. And this was a report from May of 2020. Well, May of 2020, the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California and the State Department conducted an inquiry into pandemic's origin during the final months of the Trump administration. So, back in May of 2020. And obviously, knew. even I don't think Fauci's even ruling this out anymore. He's more on the, we didn't fund this, or it wasn't on purpose type train now. And that's probably thanks to Rand Paul. Thanks, Rand. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Um, anyhow, I got a couple more stories in here for everyone. If you want to move on to the next one, or Wait, if you have this, anything so else, this got. study is important because it came from a respected national laboratory and differed from the dominant view in the spring of 2020 that the virus almost certainly was first transmitted to humans via an infected animal. So apparently this lab, the Livermore, the Lawrence Livermore national laboratory in California is a, a highly ranked, wonderful lab. <laughs> that's got many accolades it's huge and it smells of rich mahogany mm-hmm. and other, many leather bound books there's a lot of other labs out there so, and but this one is the best yeah we know that okay well, so this is just interesting because I, I think we had talked about this a few times so that, like you know came from either wuhan or it came from whatever we don't know exactly where it came from but that we should always question you should always any answer is plausible this thing could have came from aliens, okay? We don't actually know what well, we should want to know. Mm-hmm. The fact that people are so adamant, I mean, this is gaslighting, literally gaslighting. This is the definition of it. When you say that, hey, maybe, is, you think maybe it's possible this came from a lab, and you're like, what the f- are you talking about? <laughs> you crazy conservative? You're saying this came from a lab? What the hell? You anti-Asian. You're, you're anti-Asian. Like, and you're like, I just, I just checked to see if it came from a lab. I'm, I'm like, sorry. You're a like, could you? <laughs> that is literally just gaslighting in a nutshell. They, they try to make you feel crazy for even questioning that this could have possibly come from a lab that they were studying coronaviruses in. And of course, it's, <laughs> it's dangerous because of racism. Yeah, that's of why course. you can't question it because of racism. That's why. And that, this blows my mind that people fall into this. That this this because you know people on the left speak out about gaslighting so much, mm-hmm. and then they use it as to their own advantage. Oh yeah, it's a great manipulation tactic. Twenty twenty was the most gaslighting year I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. It was mm. insane. The gas was on fire. Oh yeah, a lot of lights with gas that yeah. happened mm. in that year. You know, we're at 45 minutes. I think that we should end it there because the other two articles are timeless articles that we can talk about tomorrow, just in case there aren't enough news stories. And so I think we could go ahead and end it there with a few really good stories, I feel like. A real solid episode. Great job, everyone. Good job. Why would you want to end the show? 
I don't know. I just good to end on a high note, you know. I'm trying to figure out how to gaslight you about the show, but I can't come up with a good one. That's good. So you know I'm right. I'm gaslighting you somehow so, right now. So I don't we know. Should end it. If yeah. you all enjoyed today's show, and especially Nate's crazy rant at the end, then hit that subscribe button as he told you. Share the show with a friend. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts um, or anywhere else that you can. And I said, uh, share it with the children, and you should share it with all your friends and family. Go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty if you want to be part of the live discussion. We had a great one today. In fact, I think we're probably going to have a little bit of an after chat. <laughs> After this one, I know some folks want to say some things. So if you want that kind of access, you can only do it. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. It's only going to cost you five bucks a month, which is literally nothing. And by the time the Fed gets done with inflation, it'll be nothing. Yeah. So it, we got to start raising prices, man. Maybe yeah. we're going to. With, so you want to jump in on that f- with the for rate show. of inflation. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. If you do all of those things, then we'll be right back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.